Good morning, my name is Hannah, and I'm part of the Monday Night Women's Small Group, and this is just a little representation of our group. This, these are our leaders, Beth and Crystal, and then we have Kendra, Jaquina, and Lindsay, and we're so excited to be here with you today and celebrate Advent. Good morning, everyone. My name is Jaquina, and here's my testimony. I'm in wonder at how God used what I thought to be a random Google search to find a church after relocating to Maryland to extend his love for me through Grace City. Food and supplies dropped off at my door. He showed me that when it all falls apart, he will send his peace through the people that come to help you pick up the pieces. During this Advent season, may we continue to reflect on his grace and remain in the wonder of his love. An Advent reading from Matthew 2, verses 12 through 18. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled that the Lord had said through the prophet, out of Egypt, I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years, two years old and under in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. give God a praise for being Jehovah Jireh our provider by him being our provider he makes you enough regardless of what people may think or what you even you think of yourself when he's your provider you are enough as a matter of fact Vicki Winan even said he's more than enough which makes you more than enough I dare you to just declare that to yourself I'm enough I'm enough this morning Come on, come on. Somebody, see, you may not be saying that for yourself, but somebody beside you may need to see me to believe that by faith. I'm enough. Come on, declare that in the room. I need an atmosphere of being enough because God's our Jehovah Jireh. I've seen, I've been pastoring too long to know that people sit in the room and not even feel enough in the presence of God. I'm not, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm telling you, I've been doing this too long to know that we can sit in the presence of God and still not feel like enough. I need you to tell somebody, point to them and say, you are enough. 
We are in the second week of our Advent series entitled Wonder. Advent means to stand in expectation and wonder means to stand in awe of something. Last week, we looked at the wonder that is in worship. How thanksgiving is a wondrous response to God from Psalms 100. He says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. Does anybody in the room have something to be thankful for this morning? Come on, let's give him a praise. But this week, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 10, verses 18, where the Magi meets Jesus. And when they find him, they enter into the wonder of worship. But they have to move, watch this church, from worship to wandering. Let me pray for us this morning. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the word this morning. We thank you for the transition this morning that even as we in worship, there's a season in our lives where we have to wander. Now, God, I pray that this word would meet someone in the wandering moment in their lives right now. I speak hope. I speak joy. I speak your love in this room today. God, you, I am, you are the potter. I am the clay. Mold me, shape me, make me, break me to what you need me to be. Holy Spirit, we give you full authority. Minister through my mind. Speak with my tongue. Love with my heart. In Jesus' name, and all God's children say, amen, amen. Focus text is verses 12 and 13. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another way. And when they had gone and the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, he said, get up, he said, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. For the time that's mine this morning, I just want to preach from this title, The Wonder Found in the Wander. The Wonder That's Found in the Wander. Crystal, one of my points last week from Psalms 100 is that God is good, which is his character, but life is hard. God's character is good, loving, merciful, gracious, and kind, but none of us in this room is excluded from life difficulties. All of us will experience the vicissitudes of life, but life, that's life problems, life circumstances, life challenges, but it does not have the last say over the life of a believer. Somebody say that's good news. The reality is we live a life, watch this, where evil is present and things happen to our lives that is absolutely out of our control. But just because things are out of our control, it does not mean our God is not in control. 
We live in a real world with real problems and life is hard and bad things happen, but our faith, our hope is built on something greater than the circumstances that we experience in this life. I dare you to tell somebody that's good news. The songwriter put it this way. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame on holy lean on Jesus' name. Come on, y'all know the am On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. As a matter of fact, trouble is a part of God's promises. I know we like to hold on to all the good promises, but one of the promises is that we will experience trouble. He said, in this life, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. In other words, I'm going to be with you in the trouble. Some of us are mature enough to handle the fact that this life has its fair share of trouble and God is guiding us through the trouble. But if we can be honest this morning, the hardest part of this is not understanding that we have trouble and problems. You know, God is, and in, in, in the better part of this, and when we're matured in the face, not only do we have trouble, but we also know God has a promise that he is going to be our deliverer. And so we stand in our maturity in this place where we are living in this trouble with the hopes that God is going to deliver and bring us through the trouble. Uh, but that's not where we find ourselves having a problem with God. The problem with God is that we understand that there's a problem. We understand there's a promise. But the problem I have with God is that he'll show you the problem. He will show you the promise, but he won't tell you about the middle. <laughs> He, he, he will tell you the problem. He will tell you the promise, but he won't give you the process. That's the part that gets us tripped up. If you can begin, can I have some honest people in the room? Am I the only one that God trips up because he doesn't show you the process? Well, Corey, why don't he show us the process? I'm glad you asked this morning because God understands that if he were to show you what it would take for you to get through what you got through, he know you would have quit before you got started. <laughs> but guess what? He told you to take one step at a time and you put one foot in front of the other and the other foot in front of the other and the other foot in front of the other and all of a sudden you 23 months past a pandemic one with your hands lifting up saying God I thank you for bringing me this far. We get tripped up. God will show you the problem. He will give you the promise, but he won't give you the process. In Grace City, I want to define the process as the season in our lives where we have to wander. But God has me to come stop by Grace City this morning with this message to preach to somebody this morning to say to you, there is wonder in the wander. 
When the children of Israel were in bondage and the problem, they had a problem, God promised that he would deliver them and give them the promise of Cana. But in between the problem and entering to the promised land, they had to go through the process of wondering. But I come to tell you this morning, there is wonder in the wander. Joshua was sent to spy on the land that Israel would have. They promised he had a problem, which was the giant. He had the promised land, which is Canaan. But in between the problem and the problem was the wander. But Grace City, I come to tell you this morning, there is wonder and the wander. Grace City, Israel had a problem with sin. He promised that he would deliver his people. He, he said, I will deliver my people. As a matter of fact, in the middle of the problem, he said, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, plans to give you a hope in the future. But in the middle, they had to go through 70 years of captivity. But Grace City, I come to tell you, there's wonder in the wander. The problem was in sin with the first Adam where he separated us from God. He promised that he would deliver his people with a Messiah. But that Messiah had to wander through a virgin, be rejected by his community, accused of wrong he did not commit. He suffered on a cross, rose from the dead because there is wonder found in the wandering. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning and maybe Maybe you had a problem in the pandemic and maybe you had some problems in your life but I come to tell you church it's wonder in the wander your children may be wandering but there's wonder in the wander your marriage may be wandering but there's wonder in the wander your health may be wandering but there is wonder in the wander your relationships may be wandering but there is wonder in the wander you could real right now may be wondering but I come to tell you this morning there is wonder in the wonder maybe your business this morning is wandering but there is wonder in the wonder Grace City the wonder is the process in which God has you between the problem and the promise but the last time I checked God's promises is yes and amen, I dare you to give God a yes <laughs> and an amen. He promised that he would never leave you nor forsake you. Paul held God's promises while he was wandering and raised the question. In the midst of his wandering, he said, who shall separate me from the love of Christ? Shall tribulations, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, pearls, or sores? And it is written, for the sake we are all killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for slaughter. Nay, in all these things, watch this church. Paul says, we are more than conquerors. In Christ Jesus, the one that loves us. And then he steps back. He says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principality, nor things to come, no height, no death, nothing in all creation shall separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Why? Because there's wonder in the wonder. Here we are in the text this morning. We find the Magi moving in expectation. 
They are looking for the one that was born, the king of the Jews. The people during this time was expecting the Messiah, the king, to arrive. And the Magi have a sign that the promised Messiah is here. And they respond. Their response should be our church response. They find out that Jesus is present, that the promised gift is here, and they go to worship. It promises here, and they go to worship. Let me say it again. The promise is here. Watch this. And they go to worship. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I thought you said, Bob, that God's everywhere and in the presence all the time. So he's the magi go to worship. Okay, y'all still not worshiping. Well, what they stood in expectation, and, they, and he has arrived. The time is excitement, encouragement, and hope. Worship and praise is a time of excitement, hope, and expectation. But even at this joyous time, watch this church, evil is still present. As the Magi gets word that the Messiah is present, they begin to move towards Jesus. But they have a presence of the promise, which is Jesus but we had the presence of a problem, which is Herod, who is evil. That they went to get in the presence of God, only to find yet Herod, the presence of evil. The Bible says that they call these magis into a secret meeting, telling, him, telling them, when you find this Jesus, let me know so I can go and worship him. Mm-hmm. Be careful <laughs> when evil say it's time to when it's when evil think when evil says it wants to go worship your God. <laughs> the Magi didn't come to worship. The, the Magi did, didn't come to worship empty-handed. The text says they came with their gifts. They came with what they had to offer. And they laid that gift at the feet of Jesus. Grace City, I come to tell you this morning when we are in the presence of God, that's what we do. We're laying out gifts, we're laying our talents, and we're laying our times at the feet of Jesus. Because everything we have belongs to Jesus. They get in the face of Jesus, they open up their treasures, they give Jesus all they have. But they're getting a warning, and a warning comes to them and tells them, listen, don't go back the same way. Because evil is present. A dream also came to Joseph and Mary to flee with the baby and go to Egypt. Joseph has a problem and he has a promise, still comes through the process. And I don't know where you are. Maybe you are at this place of worship and it has shifted to a place of wonder and you find yourself in this process. The process is to have to, you have to go in this season of wandering. But this is the good news for the Magi, and this is the good news for Mary and Joseph, that there is wonder and the wander. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. Maybe you find yourself in this process wandering, and the, but God told me to tell you there is wonder and the wander. Well, Pastor Corey, what is the wonder that is in the wander? I'm glad you asked. The wonder that's found in the wander this morning is divine protection is found in your wandering. Divine protection is found in your wandering. Here it is. Watch this. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in the dream. Watch this. Get up, he said. 
take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. Joseph gets a message from an angel. Joseph, get up. I know that you have a comfortable, he says, I know you are comfortable in your situation. I know y'all at this place where y'all worship, your hands are up, everything going well. But right in the middle of the comfortable place, uh, a message came to him, you got to get up. <laughs> uh, sometimes in life, uh, you want to stay at the comfortable place. But there's a moment in your life where God says, no, I got to move you from the place of comfort to a place where I'm getting ready to take you. And sometimes it comes in a place of wandering. <laughs> there is a change, watch this church, in direction. They're going into a season of wandering because God's process and method, watch this church, is protecting them. See, we will pray for God's protection. We say prayers like, God protect me from seen and unseen danger. Y'all know that prayer. And then we get mad with God because he moves us from the comfort place and we now have an attitude because he moved us out of this place that we were so comfortable. But maybe the move was more about protecting you. I know I'm right, but because I, I, I've gotten uh, used to kind of doing things, James, with my GPS. So I, I would, you know, at first... I used to conclude that the GPS didn't know what it was talking about. Remember, because I would, I would know how to get somewhere, and then the GPS would take me in another direction. So I would cut that thing off and say, you don't know what you're doing. Y'all need to get this technology together because this is how I'm supposed to go. But now, I've learned to trust the GPS. I started using an app called Waze. And the thing I learned about Waze is that Waze is not taking you somewhere the fastest. But Waze is taking somewhere where it is the most protected. Waze will identify the collisions. Waze will tell you if a dog is on the road. Waze will tell you if a deer is going to jump out. Waze's job is to keep you on the road and keep you protected. Let me come get you. Because every now and then, we get upset with God because it seems like he's taking too long. But maybe his too long it's the holding back and keeping you protected for where he's trying to take you. You're the one prayed. Protect me in seen and unseen danger. You prayed that. Then you got mad because God taking too long. What is wrong with us? The text says that Mary and Joseph are called to get up and they have to wonder, watch this, 75 to 100 miles. There's no Uber. There's no hack. Y'all don't know what hack is? Call, talk to me afterwards. There's no Uber. There's no hack. There's no ride share. They have to pick the baby up and travel 100 miles 
And it's a danger on that road. But this is the thing I love about obedience. That when you get up and obey God, the distance between the wickedness and where God is taking you, the more you are obedient, it's creating distance from that thing that's trying to harm you. <laughs> the obedience <laughs> creates the distance. I said this morning, <laughs> if I was Baptist, I, I would go right here. <laughs> the obedience creates the distance. So, <laughs> so he tells him, get up and travel 75 to 100 miles because God is protecting him. He creates the distance because wicked, watch this church, wants to destroy him. But the distance is being created. But I love this, Brendan. Because Herod has a hit on the child. But it's the parent's obedience that protects the child. The hit is not on the parents. The hit is on the child. Do you understand the power of the obedience of, this, of the parents of this generation and how it is a part of the protection of the next generation? I just threw that in there for free. Yeah. What I love about Joseph is there's no time to explain. He's not trying to prove to anybody. He just gets up and do what God tells him to do. And maybe you're here today because he's moving in a place from your comfort place. And, and in that place where the relationship you got comfortable with. And I come to tell you, maybe he's moving you from that relationship because God is trying to protect you. <laughs> I know you love that person. I know that person was, was someone that you thought you were going to spend the rest of your life with. And maybe God wasn't being mean. Maybe God knew something that you didn't know. And maybe that's why there's some distance in this season. You were in a place of comfort. But God says he's protecting. So the first thing I see here is I want you to understand that when there is divine protection. The second thing I see here, watch this church, that there is divine provision. Here it is right here in the text. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night, left the Egypt where he stayed until the death of Herod. So he's fulfilled what the Lord has said through the prophets out of the Egypt. I called my son. When God brings you in a season of wandering, it feels like we're lost. But for God, he has already made provisions or made provisions for your coming out party. Let me say that again. God's provision, he has already made the, made the provisions for your coming out party. Here it is. Watch this. God's provision didn't start when Herod made a decree. God's provision started before Herod even thought his decree. 
God tells him to go to Egypt. God had made provisions 700 years before. 700 years before. And that's good news. And let me tell you why that's good news. The provision, even before evil acted out, God had already had a plan for your escape. <laughs> Y'all missed it. I said, before evil acts out, he already has an escape plan. If I was in a Baptist church right there, whoo, man, the process and provision was made before Herod even decreed to kill a child. He had already made a way of escape. You sitting up in church this morning wondering how you're going to get out of this one. <laughs> I come to tell you, when you are in God's protection and provision, he's already made a way of escape. All you got to do is keep one foot in front of another. I know I'm right because I... I know we, we, we look good as elders and leaders of Grace City Church. We look like we knew what we were doing during the pandemic. We act like we, we got this all under control. We, we, we got this. But I tell you, church, during that time, <laughs> come on, they laughing. It was simply one foot <laughs> in front of another. And one foot in front of another. And all of a sudden, we're 24 months later in our right mind, in our health, still a church, still worshiping God. We had no idea what we were doing, but all we know was we were got up, God protected us, and we walked in his provisions. Grace City, the wonder here is God's protection. The wonder here is God's provision. This is not, this was, I got one more point. I'm, I'm, I got to leave this alone. This, what, what blew my mind about the provision, he tells them to go to Egypt, Nicole. This was a place where Israel was enslaved. The place where they were enslaved became a place of safety. God <laughs> took the place where they were enslaved and it became the place to protect them. See, that, I love, that's what I love about God. Because when God makes provision, the environment has to obey to what God is doing. Oh, y'all think I'm deep? Let me prove it to you. Do you know in Egypt... That when, remember the story of the Passover? There were some Egyptian people that were saved because the provision that was made for anyone that was in the house and the blood of the doorpost was on the house, guess what? It had to pass over. So rather you were Jewish or Egyptian, if you were inside of the house, guess what? Death had to pass over. I come to get you this morning that when you're under God's protection and when you're under God's provision, when the blood of Christ is over, guess what, church? Death has to pass over. The enemy, the Egyptians were saved because God will take an environment 
And when he calls it a place where he makes provision, everything in the house was saved. Not only is it protection, not only is it provision, but the last thing, I'm going to let y'all go this morning. The last thing I see is there's a divine promise found in wandering. When Herod realized that the Magi had omitted him, he was furious. He gave order to kill the boy, Bethlehem, vicinities where the two-year-old and under the according with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then was said through the prophet Jeremiah, a voice is heard, Ramah, weeping in great mourning. Rachel's weeping for children, refusing to comfort because there is no more. Seventh century earlier, had there's, he's repeating a story of Hosea. And we find this word, Egypt, I called my son. This word, Egypt, I called my son, was repeated by Hosea. We know the story of Hosea, that at that time that Hosea was, it was a story of a prophet that he loved his wife so much that he was willing to do anything to redeem his wife. He was willing to go as far as it could. Didn't matter. He loved her so much. She kept going out and doing wrong. She kept going out going wrong. But he kept loving her in spite of that. What, what, what Matthew says, that same love, that same push, that same love that, 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 that Hosea had for his wife, that prophetic illustration, is the illustration of how God is willing, how far willing to go to redeem you. He says... This moment, this moment where, where he protects his son, that's how he feels about you and me. It's a prophetic illustration of his love, that we serve a God that's a savior, that's a redeemer. The one he promised that he would, he would redeem his people. And he held strong to that promise. In the wandering, we found the wonder of divine protection. In the wandering, we found divine provision. But in the wonder, we find divine promise that God will save his people. Let me pray for us, pray for you, pray for me, that there is wonder in the wonder. God's protection is right there while you're wandering. God's provision. It's right there while you're wandering. God's promise is right there while you're wandering. He said, here's this promise. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He says, I love you. I will walk with you. He says, yes, trouble will happen, but I'm going to be there with you in the trouble. He says, I'm Emmanuel, the God that's with you. He said, I never promised you that this life would be easy. I know, that's not my promise. But he said, I will protect you because you're mine. <laughs> he said, I did make provisions for you. Just, 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 just keep one foot in, it out in front of the other. He says, my promises are still yes and amen. I don't know if you're wandering this morning. But I say to you this morning, there is wonder in the wandering. Let me pray for us. Father, we thank you so much. We praise you. We celebrate you for being the God of our salvation. Thank you for your divine protection. God, you didn't bring us some of the way. 
but you brought us all the way. God, you could see it before we could see it. You had already made a way of escape for a pandemic even before we knew the name pandemic. God, thank you. Thank you for your promises, God, that you would continue to walk and save, deliver, and set free. You've kept us as a church. You've kept us as a community. You have been our God. We celebrate you. We thank you. And we love you. As we prepare to go to the last communion of 2021. <laughs> Some of us last year this time didn't know whether we would make it to communion in 2021. But we're here because of God's grace, because of God's love. Church, don't ever take for granted the opportunity to be in community. Don't ever take the for granted this moment we have together I pray that this pandemic helps us to never take each other for granted or life for granted he's a powerful God he's our protector he gave provision he has a promise but he calls us to love one another. Our Father and our God, thank you in advance for all you're doing. Thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for how you have brought us to the last communion of the year. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, if you don't do another thing, we're grateful. And we give you praise, we give you honor, we give you glory. God, we're grateful.